intro. All all Pancake Town episodes should be announced that I'm ready. Um, this is Pancake Town, the podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Michelle. Um, this week's episode is well, we were gonna do a drunk advice episode, but my body can't handle it right now. It's fine. I'm worn the fuck out, and I was sick, and I don't, I can't handle it. It's too, it's too much. <laughs> Today's December third. Yes. Um, I'm sure we have a drunk episode in our future. Oh, for sure. Later this month. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the holidays after yeah. all. Well, I I feel like when we're discussing scheduling, like in my head, I was like, we can drink after our shit's over. Yeah. You know? There's always time for drinking later. Yeah. That's a universal rule. <laughs> well, I was... um thinking about making myself give up drinking for like the whole <laughs> because it reduces my immune oh, system right yeah 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 like no that's a good point. i always get a cold if i drink too much and yeah. i'm like i have given it up um several holiday seasons yeah just to get me through and make sure i don't get a cold or something um and i was worried about this episode i'm like oh it's gonna break my rule um but now I'm more worried about the fact that I opened a bottle of white wine for the risotto I made yesterday. So now that's just in the fridge. You have to drink it. it. I can't just leave it there. That's wasteful. That's food waste. Yeah. And we we're know, anti-food we, waste yeah, here you at know how, Town Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know how we feel about food waste. Yeah. We're, we're against so, it. I mean, it's open. You got to drink that yeah. wine. Um... <laughs> Oh, December. <laughs> so wait, so why did this topic come up? Why were we Okay, here's how someone told us to or we told ourselves to. Um, I posted in the group, like, hey, we're probably gonna do a, oh, yeah. a drunk advice episode. question or yeah. uh, uh, episode. Like um do you have any questions for that episode or do you have any just topics in general? And like Everyone. we got three responses that were all people asking us to talk about like um how we feel about our business today versus how we felt about it when we first started what advice we'd give to ourselves do you need to see if that's the package oh yeah there's a delivery coming and d seems to be i mean if you want to go check i can keep talking on alert you keep talking I'll okay be right back. so um i kind of combined um the drunk business advice and then people wanting to hear about um, what advice we give to ourselves. Was it there? Nope. Ah, oh, dang. It's missing. Um, and I, I thought it'd be funny if we did drunk business advice to ourselves from like 10 plus years ago. 10 is just an <laughs> arbitrary number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Past. Um, uh, and then it turned out we decided not to drink. So sober business um, advice. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're kind of drunk. We just haven't been drinking. Well, I'm hungry. That's close to being drunk <laughs> for me. So, um, like loopy. Yeah, from yeah. Hunger. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just have mental problems. <laughs> cool. So that's we'll my, call that. That's my drunk. Drunk. Um, so I'll just read some of the questions we got, and then we'll just dive into it. Yeah. Go nuts. Um, we have lots so of feelings about our own. Jamie lives. said she wanted to hear us reminisce about our early days. Um, 
what we felt was hard then and it's old hat now um what was exciting scary some oh big wins and fails Mm. um and then the times that we've most wanted to quit in the last 15 years yesterday and (laughs) what made us keep going this morning um Amanda um, also said she wanted to hear us talk about how we've run our businesses for 15 years. I'm almost at that. We're tired, Amanda. Um, What fundamental changes we've implemented and how our goals have evolved. Um, um, Elise uh, um, said she'd be interested in hearing more about how we ran our businesses for the first five years. Um, things we wish we would have done earlier, things we would not have changed or not, things we would have changed or not done, um, either practical or mindset related, which I liked because Mm. we're all about the mindset now, (laughs) um, and how we would translate that advice into business owners who are going through the same first five year stage now. Um, because yeah, we have to remember like a lot. Some of our listeners are where we're at. And then some people are in that first five years thing. Yeah. Um, which I think she she still is or she's nearing the end of that maybe. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and both. Um, I guess I don't know exactly how long yeah. Amanda and Jamie have had their businesses, but whatever. So all three of those questions come in and it's like oh we can basically just, We're just talk about, about ourselves. ourselves sweet because so that requires like doing that no research we're experts on ourselves yeah so i made some notes um of. so there's a lot i think about a lot of things with like several several of those questions related to like thinking back to the beginning of your business kind mm-hmm. of things um which is funny because I've had a couple people ask me that, you know, people have asked me that before. Like I've had that question a lot. Like even when it was like 10 years, my business, you know, having my business for 10 years. And it's interesting now, like 15 years in, and then people saying like, Oh, what, like, how did you feel about your business when it was brand new? And like, what, how was the first five years or the first couple of years and like, how would you have done it differently? And what kind of advice would you give me? And my first thought is always like, I don't know how to give that kind of advice because it's so long ago. The world is so like tragically different now. Like I started my business pre recession and like it's so it's like pre-social media pre-etsy pre-instagram pre like so like i don't i can't even fathom how i would start a business now like i i don't i it's weird to try like to try to answer it because i feel like don't know how I would have done things differently because like obviously I would have done everything differently I would have like 
I would have jumped right into, I would have had a website. Like I would have just had a website platform. I wouldn't have had to spend $2,000 having a web designer build me a website from scratch. I wouldn't have um, spent like $10,000 of my own money going to the stationary show. I would have just like tried doing wholesale on my own because I could have. I would have like it's a very weird different world that yeah. like I I I would have marketed myself on a free social media platform that I run from my phone. Like I didn't do that. I did direct mail postcards to random people that I like tried to get addresses from at craft shows that I did. Like it's it's a different universe and so like I kind of don't in a very specific way, I have no way to answer that question. I guess like mentally my advice would be like, like to my advice to myself now is that I wish I could just do whatever the fuck I want. Like, I feel sure. like I don't do that now. Like I feel like, Oh, so you need some advice from your old self. Like I feel like looking back on my first five years, even though I was terrified and like had no idea what I was doing and like sure it was really hard to like find my way and I spent a lot of money and and made a lot of money and then lost it all and then made it all back and like it was kind of a roller coaster I also just did whatever the fuck I wanted because I didn't I didn't have like I didn't have social media in my ear telling me like these people over here are doing this this way. What are you doing? I didn't, there was no like weird. I kind of didn't have insecurities about shit. I just was like, I want to make cards and I'm, they're going to be like this. And, and I, I know what I'm doing to a certain point. I'm just going to kind of make stuff and I think it's cute and I hope this works and I'm going to put it out there in the world and like, if people don't like it, I'll deal with it then. And like, yeah, there wasn't the same rating system right, yeah. for you didn't whether know ahead. someone likes it or not. You just did it. And then it either succeeded or it failed. And then you moved on from that success or failure. You didn't, there wasn't like trying shit out and, and then not doing it. Cause it maybe wasn't going to work. You weren't, you was, had to commit to, you had idea. to just do, you just did it. You just made product and then you showed up with it. And then if everybody was like, poop, this is shit. Get out of here. You were like, well, fuck. And then you cried and you felt terrible and you threw it in the garbage or you tweaked it and did something different. Like it pivoted, you pivoted <laughs> like it, you've, you kind of just, I don't know. I, but I also am very jealous of, of the Emily of that time in my business because I feel like <clears throat> I just, like, I just, I saved money and then just spent it. I just, I bit the bullet on things. I just like, t I borrowed, I went to a bank and was like, I need this money for this thing I'm doing. I'm like I need a loan. And this is, this is when you could get a loan. I was like, I need a loan. <laughs> And they're like, here, here's money. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go do this trade show. Like, and I just was like, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a catalog printed at a printer. I'm going to put it on this credit card and then I'm not going to pay that back for a while. Like there's just, there was just kind of like a, a little bit more abandoned about things, which probably is not the best business decisions to be making. Like I probably, 
wasn't nearly as profitable as quickly as I could have been if I was a little more like, mm. you know, by the book and like making have a budget. Yeah. If I was like, I'm going to be conservative and watch my money. And but like, I also am very jealous of that person that I was where like design wise, I was just like, I don't care. I'm just going to ma- I'm going to pr- make stationary now. And then it was like, oh, that kind of didn't do well. Okay, cool. Well, I'll put that on sale and I'll just bring that to shows and I'll mark it down and then I won't sell that anymore. And I'll just make that like I didn't have feel I didn't have like it didn't hurt me. It didn't like make me feel bad. I just kind of was like it made me feel bad for a little bit. And then I was just like, cool, that didn't work. I had like energy about it. Hmm. And now I kind of am like everything kind of like hurts my feelings <laughs> and like makes me feel like, well, what's the point? Like, why did I put all this effort into this? If I'm just gonna, if it's going to fail or like, why would I like, I overthink things and like make things too much of a big deal when but, like, I mean, the first step obviously is knowing that you do that. So now can't you just decide to stop doing I mean, that? I wish, but I think <laughs> I've like, I think I've kind of been beaten into this place of like, that's kind of how I am now. And I, like, I, I want, I want to behave more like that person that kind of just was like, whatever. And I'm just doing this. And I like, I don't know that that's good advice for like a new business owner. I don't like to just be like, throw shit at the wall and see what happens. But I do think that we do we live in a weirder world now where like everybody is like kind of really worried about what everybody else is doing all the time instead of just like do your shit like do what you're doing like don't who cares what everybody else is doing Mm. and like you can kind of tell with people like who's who's paying attention to what everybody else is doing and who's just doing their own thing sure like you can tell like pretty quickly like you can look at someone's instagram feed or their website or just their work and be like you're paying close attention to everybody else and you're trying real hard to make sure that your shit looks a certain way and that you're coming off a certain way and then there's other people where you're like you're you you're just being you you're just doing your work and then every once in a while you take a photograph of it and you share it with us. That's really nice. I like that. And I want to be more like that second person. Mm-hmm. Like I want to have the energy to just do my work and then schedule and have the time to like know that I need to market it and share it so that I can sell it and make money. But like it is a really weird like I don't know that I would want to start a business now. I think I would be terrified to start a business now. I sure as fuck wouldn't start a card business right now. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what else I would do. It's really hard to like. Yeah. Um, I feel like our advice, like thinking back, is the complete opposite. Yeah. Because when you started your business, you went all in right away. Yes, absolutely. And I didn't intend to start a business. Yeah. <laughs> You were like, whoops, um, I might be a jewelry designer now. Like, <laughs> because I was working at the store and I had made myself jewelry that yeah. I was wearing and people wanted to know about it. Yeah. That, and then I was just easily allowed to put some things out for sale. Yeah. Um, And 
I like I was thinking about like my advice, obviously, being like going all in way sooner because my first five years, I did not take things seriously. Yeah. But that was because I had so much debt. Yeah. That it was not an option. I had debt and a shitty job. Yeah. And like there was no option of investing yeah money into it. I had time but there were actually a couple of years when I was working at Blick where I had no money to buy any jewelry materials yeah and um I was trying to go over the shit with Steve he's like I remember you saying like how you needed to bring more jewelry to Wolfbait but you couldn't make anything yeah because you didn't have the I, stuff to make it right yeah um and it, like during those times there were some periods where I'd pack all my jewelry shit up and um, replace it with my paint on my table. And yeah. then I'd pack up all the painting stuff and I just kept flipping back and forth. Yeah. Like I could not take myself seriously yeah. for the first five years. Yeah. So like looking back, I can't say like, oh, I regret it because I financially couldn't do it. Yeah. So what? I regret not having money, I guess. Right. Um, I w I mean, I would say the thing, the thing that I don't regret at all is, is going all in is like, I wish I'd gone all in, but I, I only say that as like, I was 26, had no dependents, had no children, had, did not have a husband and I had like had no, no one was dependent upon me and I, I figured it out and like had a accountant father who was like, here's what you would have to do. This is how much money you would have to make per month. I was doing custom work like right off the bat. So that was basically my, I wasn't like, I'm going to sell greeting cards and that's how I'm going to make money. Um, and that's not how I made money the first full year. And so it he was basically like, how many clients would you have to get every month in order to like pay your bills and like feed yourself, you know, like cover your expenses. Mm -hmm. And we, we literally like made charts. Like we met, we like wrote it out and made a budget before I quit my job where it was like, is this financially feasible? Like, are you, go are you sending yourself down a bad path or should you stay at your paying job for a little while longer and like, save some money and then do this. Yeah. So like I, I was thoughtful about it. Like I didn't just like, you know, throw a fit and quit my job. I like, you know, I got to a point where I was very frustrated with my job and had a long conversation with my dad where I was like, what, how can I make this work? And he's like, if you can commit to this and do this and spend this kind of money, but make this, bring this in, like, you could make it work. And I basically said, I'm going to give myself a year. And if in the first year I can keep myself afloat and not like, you know, get kicked out of my house or like not eat or something weird. Mm -hmm. Like if I can keep it afloat for a year, then I think then I'll keep going. Like, but if I can't, then I'm going to go get a job. I'm going to go, I'm going to decide that this didn't work and I'm going to get a job. And that was 15 years ago. So like I always, I always think like, I'm glad that I at that time in that situation was like, I'm going to give myself a chance to do this for real. And then if it didn't, but I kind of gave myself an out 
mm-hmm. you know, like if like I'm going to do this full time, but in a year, if I'm miserable or I'm broke, it's okay. I'm not a failure. I didn't like, you know, I can do it again. I can try again later. But like if in a year this didn't work out, like I'll just go get another job. It won't be a big deal. I'm not, you know, it's not the end of the world. But then it just, it kind of just grew and I kept going and like custom work fed the product line and the product line fed the custom work and it just kind of kept going like that. But, and then like the fact that the recession Well now hearing you say that, like don't you like need to go back to pushing custom work to create I mean, yeah. that no, yeah, absolutely. dynamic? I mean, absolutely. Of course. Okay. I mean, it de- it's definitely like there's definitely rules or whatever, you know, like structure from the first, like the first like seven, wait, six years before the store opened. Like there is, there's like a framework of how the business was working then that I should reapply now. Mm. Like there's a way that things were working then that like really did work. Like it, like, yeah, things were feeding other things like slow times for certain parts of the business fed other, you know, like custom work was slow during a period of time that like product sales were not slow. Like they Mm. would flip flop during the year and it would kind of, they one would feed the other. And it would also help me not burn myself out on one or the other. Um, and so I think if I got, you know, if I kind of took a note from my own business past or whatever, um, it could, pr- I could probably learn a lot from how that was. And I wish that like, like I do, I can't say that I regret any, any of how any of my business has gone because like, it's all led to like, like it all led to the store and I'm so grateful to have had the store for the time that I did. And like, it obviously all led to show of hands. Like I don't, that all still seems really weird and like accidental and none of it. I still to this day feel like none of it was really planned and that that's fine. Like, I think that that's okay. Like I don't like, I see a people oftentimes be like, I have a five year plan and a 10 year plan Mm. and a, what I, and it's like you can have that but like it it shouldn't be a thing that you're like holding yourself to I mean, it should I think be more like a just to kind of keep yourself on track I don't it shouldn't be a thing that like makes you somehow feel like you missed the boat or you like failed because you didn't get there like no one 15 years ago could have told me that I was going to start a craft show. Like how I wouldn't know that I, how would I have ever known that? That's insane. Like, I don't think there would have been any way to predict any of that. And I don't know that I would have. And like, would I have done things differently to get to where I am? Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. Like in 2005, I never thought I would quit a full-time job and yeah that was never that wasn't supposed to happen like and even at the point where we're like hey maybe this could be a goal yeah I think it was still three years yeah after that that I quit 
because I was just so fucking cautious. But like there's a difference between like just being cautious and then just being too afraid to do things. Right. I feel like yeah. the first thing that I had thought of that I wish I would have done earlier was just like making everything legal. Like yeah. I was just skirting yeah legality things for so long um like i didn't have a business license or anything and it didn't really matter because i was using my name as part of the business so yeah i got away with a lot of shit um and um like more recently i wish i would wasn't afraid of like doing the llc like i don't remember when i did that but i should have done it years earlier yeah um the S Corp thing, I don't think I could have done earlier because you have to um, be able to pay yourself a certain amount of money to be able to yeah. have that. And I don't think I could have pulled it off earlier than I did. Yeah. But I do think it's something that no one really talks about. Like, and maybe it doesn't matter to other people, but if you are going to apply for a mortgage, you have to have two years of uh w-2s yeah and if you're not giving yourself a real paycheck you don't get those anymore yeah so you have to plan ahead like that especially when you have a partner who also doesn't have that shit yeah um i mean that's a good that's something to say like i that's something that i would change is that i would have figured out my like pay pay myself money situation i feel like i'm still getting used to it this is only like year two yeah because i'm not so i am not on like the mortgage for our house i'm on the title but i'm not on our mortgage and the reason i'm not on our mortgage is because i'm basically a liability Mm. and so like that's something that like it wasn't it it luckily for us didn't end up being a deal breaker for us buying our house, but it sure as hell would have made it a lot easier. And it probably would have allowed us to have either like, we probably would have gotten a better interest rate possibly. I don't know. Like, I don't know, but like it, it ultimately worked out fine. But like, I think even just for my own, like, pride or whatever it it would have been nice to just like walk into a mortgage office or a lending office and be like hi here's all my financials and here's all my husband's financials and we're both going to be on this loan and we're both contributing and we're both part of this like it there was something that you know kind of felt shitty about like oh if i had just done things differently financially with my own business like Mm. I wouldn't be a liability like but I am so there's stuff like that that like I think early on in your business you don't think about because you're kind of you're worried about a lot of other things and you don't you may not even necessarily think of your own business as something that could last 15 sure I mean like for a long time it feels good to just like pay bills yeah you're like, like you're oh just shit. so happy that you're There's like enough money. Oh, I did. I had a really good show and like I'm contributing to like the rent or I'm paying my bills no, or I I'm miss, like I paying miss, for my materials. I miss doing like the old renegade holiday shows oh. where like 
I made a bunch of money and it was just that. I made a bunch of money. Yeah. And you were like, yeah. And then you went out to, to dinner. dinner. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're like, Ooh, what am I going to spend this on? Yeah. Instead of like, yeah, I needed to make that money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have Thank bills God. to pay. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see if we can answer anything real specifically. Um, yeah, there was some things. Anything that, that um, used to be hard and now is easy for us. I think my my thing when I, that question was read, m the first thing I thought was like just kind of like being like walking around in the world as a business owner. Mm, like you're just comfortable yeah and you're just kind like, of like yeah. i think when i was first a business owner i felt i i always felt myself like like explaining myself mm, but now it's kind of the norm well, too right it's much more acceptable it's much it there there are tons of people who are business owners it's not like as weird of a thing um i'm also older like i think what you know when you're 26 and you're like a little blonde like whatever girl and you're like hi i own a i make cards oh yeah like it feels insignificant you, you start to feel what other people are feeling about you and you you get a you take that on a little bit and you are either defensive about it or you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Like, mm -hmm, yeah. I, and you like, I still feel that way when people ask yeah. what I do. I'm like, Oh Jesus, right? they're going to, they've already judged me and I haven't even told them. And, and it took, I mean, it took me, it probably took me 10 years to just be like, I think depending on the crowd, like depending on who I'm talking to and I'll try to gauge people, but like, I usually do default to saying I'm a graphic designer, which I kind of hate because that's a real generic, like who the fuck, like, but if it's like, I don't care and I'm just trying to get somebody to leave me alone and I just want to, and they are like, what do you do? And I don't give a shit about talking mm -hmm. to them. I'm usually like, I'm a graphic designer. <laughs> Bye. Um, but now I'm like, I, I do remember early on being real uncomfortable about like talking about owning a business. Oh, I'm still uncomfortable. I felt like I was <laughs> a complete sham. Like it was all fake and that everyone was going to find me out all the time. And now I, I'm just like, yeah, I own my own business. It's called Orange Beautiful. I make greeting cards and typography prints. I'm a type designer. I also run Show of Hands. You may have heard of it. It's a craft show in Chicago. And usually people are like, holy shit. Like, usually people immediately know what I'm talking about, which is awesome if they, like, have heard of my company or they've heard of Show of Hands. And then they're super impressed, which I like. Or they don't know what I'm talking about at all. But I'm just, like, able to talk about it so like with such conviction they're just like tell me more or like what like jesus this lady's <laughs> like holy crap i didn't know i was gonna get like an earful but i'm also like i know that my job is more interesting than you like whoever you are in front of me i'm for sure that whatever i do is more interesting than what you do so like let's talk about what i do because i don't i'm not gonna want to hear about your job <laughs> um and so i think like 
I don't know, just like pitching myself or like talking about what I do or like talking about show of hands or talking about like owning the store or closing the store or any of that kind of stuff like early on was always really hard. And now it's just like I will talk to anybody for any length of time about it and I will answer anybody's questions and anybody that's just like, Oh wow. What how Like really? That's so interesting. I'm like, yeah. Do you want to talk more about it? Like I will tell you, like ask me questions like, because I think that other people that own their own businesses are really interesting. And I feel like people should understand that that's like a real thing. Like that people own their own businesses and like people that are walking around in the world, like own companies and that like you should support them and you should know who they are and like ask them questions and other people should be real proud of the fact that they own businesses like you shouldn't be like mm, i make jewelry like you should be like i run a, i own a company i own a business i make jewelry i make this that i just I'm like i know what they're picturing when i say that i'm but a that's the thing designer. is like you should make them picture something else uh, i need to work on you know i don't care enough to work on it <laughs> <laughs> I always it's just, fine. I'd like to just meet less people that I have to say I, what I, I do. Will, but that's why I was saying like <laughs> it's definitely based on the the audience. Like there are there are times when like I don't care. Like if it, it depends on the person. Like mm. if it's if it's just like somebody that I'm like I'm randomly meeting you and I'm probably never going to talk to you again, then yeah, I'm going to give them like the two cent answer. But if it's somebody that I'm meeting that is like being introduced to me or like at an event or something that yeah. I'm like, I'm going to take the time to be like, this is my deal. And this is what my job is. Um, but yeah. And I think, I think just like the, the, the day to day shit, the like, like that's, that's easier. Like the, just kind of the running the business stuff sure. is not as hard. My first thought was like saying no, which we talk about yeah. all the time. But yeah. now I'm thinking like, um, I think like applying to things and not giving a shit oh, about yeah. whether or not I get yeah. whatever it is, like just like getting it done. Yeah. Just like I can apply to something real fast without like yeah, fretting over every little it. thing yeah. and be like, well, if I don't get it, I don't get it. Whatever. Yeah. Like, move on. Meh. Like I've had enough yeah. rejections that it's, yeah, you know, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. The saying no is really is way easier for sure. It's actually like real fun now. Um, the, what were the times that we most wanted to quit? And I said yesterday. <laughs> it's too like this, honestly, uh, recently was the only time I've ever wanted to quit. Which is amazing because I've I I joke with people that I want that I want to quit every day. Well, wait, quit what? Quit your business? I thought you're talking about quitting Roner. Oh well, I definitely want to quit Roner. Well, you can't quit both. Well, no, but I mean, I can't. No, I actually can. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I actually can, I can. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> um, I mean, I I joke with people that I that I think about quitting my business every day, which is kind of true. Like mm. there's some tiny amount of me, that like every single day is like, huh, I wonder what it'd be like to not do this anymore. 
but I, I only also, recently thought about like what I would do with all of my time if you if know you just didn't, like if what you were it, just like what if we're like done. those people that like sit on <laughs> patios at restaurants on the weekends like at no, four in the about, afternoon I mean there are times when I when I like I think it's usually when I go somewhere on a weekend like if I go out and like and you see what other people week. do yeah and, and i like, see people oh. like in like workout clothes like at a coffee shop or something and i'm like oh those people are like spending time with each other because they've been at work all week mm-hmm. that's funny <laughs> <laughs> i mean or they're spending like, several hours today recording a podcast instead of working yeah but this is part of our working I guess so. It is weird to me to think about like, like kind of the, the like privilege of like the schedule you have when you have your own business, like the schedule that you like the, the kind of like, I make my own schedule. I do what I want. I like, I, I literally could do whatever I want. Like if, if as a small business owner, you wanted to like wake up at four o'clock in the afternoon and like work till three in the morning, like you could do that. I mean, I guess if that works for Right. You. Exactly. Like you, but like you could literally do whatever you want. See, that's kind of on my list of things that I would like give myself for past Michelle advice because I feel like once I quit my job, I was really caught up in the I can do I can thing, do whatever I whatever want. I want. Yeah, which quickly turned into getting caught up in that like, uh, like hustle culture. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, where like, oh yeah, I work like sixteen hour days yep. every day of the week. Ha ha ha. Aren't um, we cute? <laughs> yeah. Um, like. It, it wasn't working. It wasn't helpful yeah. to me to do that. Yeah. Um, like there's a reason that most jobs have yeah. regular schedules. Yeah. And, fi- yeah. and they're times. not like, just come in whenever you want. Do what you feel like. No, like there's a reason that regularity yeah. to your but work there's, schedule. There's like flexibility in stuff though that like, flexibility is important yes but only like when it's necessary like don't just like watch tv all morning and then start working at one (laughs) in the afternoon michelle (laughs) you're talking to yourself i yeah i mean it's funny because i've had like kind of all the scenarios of like work like started out working from my home and then had the studio and like the studio was really great because like it gave it definitely gave me like the structure of like going into the studio and like having all your stuff there and everything's really organized and like that during that time period like that worked really well because it was like ma- that was when I had massive wholesale orders and I had massive inventory and it was like I needed the whole like freight elevator and there's like shipping in going in and out and like meeting cl- a space to meet clients and like that all needed to happen for the business to do what it was doing. And then that moved from there to the retail store. And then it was kind of the whole, like I was kind of more in the public, like there was public happening, like random people coming in and then like did went kind of to the highest point of like 
everybody's in my face and like I have a schedule that's like you know other people are depending on Mm -hmm. to then just shutting that all down and being back to like now I'm back in my house and like don't have any sort of public space and like there are times when I really I I'm really itching to like have that like get up and go to the office thing again and like if it weren't for like the costs involved in it, like I, I, I do want that. Like, I feel like I would want to have that. Like, it would be nice to be like, let me get up in the morning and like have a reason to like get dressed and look presentable and go somewhere and like clock in nightmare to me and like be ready and have everything ready. But then also at the same time, I'm like, I can emulate those that same situation for myself in my own space you could yeah and so like that's the more logical approach to doing that so there's stuff like again from like the beginning of my business where i'm like oh okay like what what was i itching for when i was working out of my house the first time 15 years ago like what did i need out of that space that i wasn't getting and really it was just like room it was just like mm. physical space 14 years ago i made all my jewelry on my bed yeah i was making i was like assembling wedding invitations on my kitchen counter with my cats on like walking on them and i had to constantly be like picking my cats up and like taking them off the kitchen counter and i always think about and i i remember specifically so like my my apartment at the time that I started Orange Beautiful was a studio apartment that didn't have any doors. Like it was just the only door in the entire apartment was to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole rest of the space was just like an open space with like a divider wall between the bedroom. And then there was like a living room kitchen, like common one big room. And the there was a point where I had ordered like, I think like 9,000 envelopes that I had custom converted to fit the cards that I had just made. And like that, I didn't have a storage space. I didn't have an office. I didn't have anything. I just had my apartment and the envelopes were just in cartons pushed up around my kitchen Island so that the kitchen Island was just like a foot wider, (laughs) like all the way around it. And that was like that for like six months. Kind of reminded me of, um, Mark and Steven's old yes, apartment. Their wall of candle yeah. of jars. Yeah. It was exactly like that. And I just kind of had to like work around it. And it was just like, well, this is just part, like what else am I going to do? And there was just stuff like that where I, you know, I, th- and then the thing that was like, Oh my God, I gotta, like, I, maybe I should start looking for another space was just like, I physically am. I'm physically yeah. outgrowing the space. It wasn't like, oh, I can't work here. Or, oh, I need to get out of my home or I'm distracted. So I think about that now where I'm like, I have plenty of space here. Like I have plenty of physical space. So like I could, it's just about organizing it and making it work like function for what I'm doing. So there's stuff like that where I think about those previous spaces and like how I could kind of like adjust my current space and like make those things work a little better Mm. i've never had a really great studio space yeah my my first studio space was fucking awesome it was so good i miss it sometimes except i had some bonkers neighbors though so that was that's the thing about 
Yeah, I mean, my studio space could have been okay, but our walls didn't go to the Yeah, ceiling. yeah, you didn't have, yeah, that's and true. And I hated everyone. Yeah. And then there was the guy who knocked on my door all the time, and I ended up having to lock myself into the studio because he would let himself in. <gasps> He's still there. Cool. Yeah. What's up, dude? <laughs> I forgot his name, Good. but like he doesn't deserve so inappropriate. He yeah. almost got us kicked out too once because um, he claimed that the smell of the terpenoid was like noxious. You're and in an got, art space, freak. Yeah, it wasn't even regular turpentine, which is smelly. This yeah. was terpenoid. It's like, um, All right, get out of here. Yeah, he's an get out of here. So, yeah, we had a really bad experience with um. that studio no which is why we're in the apartment i mean we had we had some neighbor we had some weird neighbor issues but overall that space was i mean i was there for like six years i guess yeah almost six years it was awesome that space was really good i'm trying to find another like specific question if there are any specifics why are we so awesome um well big wins and fails oh the big my big oh i've got it okay so my big win okay my big fail would come first i'm gonna do it chronologically okay this is not the only big win and the only big fail but these are two that stick out big fail that came first chronologically would be so in 2006 i did the stationary show for the first time and it was fine it wasn't a big fail it was fine um, but I spent a lot of money and it was a lot of, um, it was a lot of like additional costs. Like you have to pay a giant booth fee and you have to pay to like get all your shit there and get yourself there and you have to pay to stay there and eat food and be in New York city for five days. And it's a lot. Um, and I was probably underprepared to be at that show I didn't have like a huge product offering so like I didn't really like I didn't do great I got I mean I got some new store I got some new stores and I got sales and whatever like it was fine it wasn't massive but it was kind of like all right fine I did okay and then the next year I decided not to go back because I was like I'm not ready I don't have a bunch of new product it would be kind of silly to spend that much money again when I don't have like a new release. And then in my mind, I was like, if I have new pro, if I prepare and I have new product, I'll go again in 2008 and like, I'll plan for that and save money so that I'm not like, you know, surprised by it. And so in 2008, I, we went again and I brought B my employee that I had at the time. And Josh also came and we got like a slightly smaller booth. So the booth fee wasn't quite as much but again, we had to pay for, to get there. We actually like rented a van and drove shit there. So we drove, I don't know, what is it? 15, 16 hours to New York. Wow. So we drove there, um, like planned a booth, had a booth display planned out, had had furniture, like Ikea furniture or whatever that we like brought there and built. And like, I had a new, I had like two, I guess two new lines of cards and then also brought the existing line that I already had and like printed promo stuff and had a catalog and like, you know, did the whole shebang. And like, it just, it just ended up being terrible. 
Like it was just terrible. Like the show was not well attended and like it, for whatever reason, we just like had just shit sales. Like I didn't write, I think I wrote maybe 10 orders and like spent and had spent over $10,000. What month was that? Um, it would have been May. Yeah. And so I mean, can and you blame it on like it, election year? Well, it stuff? was it. 2008 was the recession. Yeah. So it, it could have very well been like lined up with other shit. And like, it, it was a very poorly attended stationary show. We weren't the only people that like went and were very like blindsided by how bad it was. Um, but it, it just, it kind of all in all just turned into a very bad, like the whole trip was just really bad. Like there were lots of things that went wrong and like, um, to the point where at the end of the show, I just like, we actually had one more night at the hotel that we were supposed to stay. Like the show closes in the afternoon and we were supposed to stay the night and then get up in the morning and drive home. And I was like, if it's all the same to everybody else, like I think we should just get in the van and drive home like right now. And that, and that's what we did. We just like drove, like just got in the van and drove straight home and through the night. And I actually like slept i fell asleep and like slept the whole way home and i didn't drive (laughs) so b and josh drove the whole way home and i josh like will tell like the other the outside version of the story and i mean his version will be that i was a fucking wreck and that i i'm i i remember basically coming home from that trip and being like orange beautiful's done like i'm not we're i'm this is over like I'm throw I'm throwing everything in the garbage. This is done. I don't know what the point of this was. I literally just put like over $10,000 on a credit card that I now have to pay off. And I, and I'm not going to be able to because no one ordered anything. And this was a complete waste of my time. And I'm now I'm tired and I'm sick and I'm miserable. And like, I hate everything. Like I was just, I was done. And like, I don't remember really any of like what came after that. Like, I don't remember how I like pulled myself up out of that happening, but like somehow I just was like, cool. That was the worst. That was like the worst experience ever. And then there was of course like shit afterwards where the stationary show was like sending out surveys afterwards and stuff about like, how was your show? I hope it was great. And like, do you want to sign up for next year? And like, I was like, do these people seriously want me to fill out this survey? Cause I'm going to destroy them. And it, it just was like, it will always be like kind of a, like one of the lowest points in my whole business career of like, it just somehow it just like, however bad it actually was. I don't really remember. I just remember like feeling like, this is done. Like I'm finished with this. And like, if this is how this is going to feel like I don't want to do this anymore. And somehow it just like, I don't know the next, I mean, within two years after that, I like had turned it all around and like saved up enough money to open the store. Cause two years, like two years after that point I had opened the retail store, but it was just like, And I think that's probably why I probably like something switched in my brain where I was like, fuck this. This is terrible. Mm -hmm. 
but like something was different in the world of like wholesale and like store bo- store owners coming to things like that. And like, I just, I don't know. It probably, the timing was probably all wrong, but that was definitely like the, the lowest of the low for me. And it, and it just like, and it took me forever just to like get any of that money back. Like it just, it was like such a huge chunk of money to throw at something and then be like, I don't know why I did that. Like I will never do that ever again. And then for years after that, the stationary show would be like, Hey, remember us? Like want to come be in our show? And I just wanted to like, write, You know, and then there was actually a phone, there was a couple phone conversations that happened with like the woman that was the manager of the show where I just like, I was like, I'll talk to you, but you're not going to want to hear what I have to say. Like, I don't like, I think that your show is obsolete and shouldn't exist. <laughs> and then of course they, they now what, 10 years later, finally like folded and are now yeah. the gift show. But it's just, I don't know. It was one of those things where like, it probably was like 1 million things all coming together in one bad <laughs> pile oh, of shit. Um, but like the the like big win happened like within that next year was the uh the 2009 calendar that i made um just got put up on design the sponge perpetual calendar no it was no. a it was like a screen printed it was on the it was made on the goko printer actually it was just like a 5 by 7 um, type design calendar where the bottom like tore off of the page so that each month was a five by seven print. And, um, it just got like, for whatever reason it got put up on, it was just an Etsy listing. I just Mm. had it as a pre-order Etsy listing. And for some reason design sponge found it and did like a calendar roundup, um, with like six other calendars and it, complete like my pre-order completely sold out in like 24 hours and I had to like decide whether or not I was going to print more calendars and so I just like we basically went through like all the stock we had and tried to figure out like how many more we could print and then just like added it to the number and then those sold out like in the next you know 36 hours or something and it just that like the sale of just that calendar like basically like recouped most of my losses from the stationary show like in two weeks because do you think that it, you because there was like a blog post that big of a win without having had the big loss i don't somehow. know because i'm like thinking about this question i'm like i don't think i've had any big wins or big fails I've, yeah. it's just all sort of in the middle because yeah. i don't ever invest enough to fail that badly you know like i've never spent ten thousand dollars on a single anything like i spend i don't know if this is a lot or a little to other businesses but roughly each month my expenses are ten thousand dollars to keep my business running yeah but it's on individual things yeah so i can't like if one of those things goes wrong it's like three hundred dollars that i fucked up right you know yeah Um, And I've had like events suck and I've lost money at events, but you know, maybe a thousand dollars loss, you know? Um, And then I've never had a win like that for sure. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't, I feel like a lot of my shit is, re- is like really big and then re- like. Well, because you go all in yeah. and I'm like, eh, I'm just going to dip my toes in and see how this I goes. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I kind of feel like, I mean, I do have a little bit of a big, like go big, go home, big, go big or go home mm-hmm. mentality about stuff because I kind of feel like, well, if I'm going to do this, I should just do it because like if I do it halfway and it doesn't work out, then aren't I going to think like, well, what if I had done it all the way? Is that like, is that why it didn't happen? Because I only went halfway. Um, but yeah, I think that there's been, I was about to say that I kind of did that more earlier on, but that's not true. Like I fucking started a craft show. That's a pretty big all in. And that seems to have been doing fine. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, with I did a big this, amount of money too. I did I'm the like, same thing yeah. with the store. I mean, the store was a big all in and the, and like as much, even though that ultimately then closed, like it didn't close because it failed. It closed because I decided that I didn't want to have it be open anymore. And then the craft show certainly like has not, has been, all, was all in and has is just continued to be like this is gonna you know like this is doing fine <laughs> this is doing great but I think I mean it is weird like there there's not been there's not been as many like kind of like outside of my control wins like that like the random like somebody posted something on a blog and then mm-hmm. like I have a bunch of sales like those yeah. are that's very random and like that's not happened that does i feel like i feel like that happened like not frequently but like that happened like once or twice a year the first five years i was in business and now never happens that hasn't happened in 10 years whereas like i mean that's kind of how things kept going when I was first starting, like there'd be a daily candy mention and I get a shit ton of sales or someone would write me up in and there'd be like a random magazine thing. And then I'd get like four store orders, like think like things would like nowadays, like somebody posts something about you or like you have an article written about you or something and it means jack yeah. shit. Well, like even in 2007 um do you remember lucky magazine had that like yeah local section at the back yeah and i had a necklace in it and like the only thing that happened from that was that someone called and bought the necklace yeah this was just one yeah <laughs> um but like i didn't have a website yeah um i had an etsy shop yeah that looked like garbage but i didn't get anything from that the only thing i did with that was using that press to then right. email yeah. a store and, and be, be like, like look, hi, can I was I, in this. It was, hi, can I sell my jewelry in your store? Yeah. Not here, buy my jewelry. Right. Yeah. But that was like, just everything sounds so pathetic now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, that was back in the day where it was normal for jewelry designers, at least, to physically pedal our jewelry yeah. to stores yeah and that's how they bought it too you didn't necessarily yeah. just say i want these things you bought it straight up out of our yeah. trays right and Old that was school. a thing for several years yeah um i feel like yeah that 
if you're listening to this and you had no idea that that was the norm, you're very lucky. You're very young. <laughs> well, and lucky because it was um, exhausting and just horrible. Humiliating. Yeah. Um, I don't miss that. Store I had a, a like travel tray thing yeah. that they stacked up in. Yeah. Like a little suitcase for jewelry trays. Ugh. Um, <laughs> I feel this is so funny because all of like listening to you reminisce, you're like, I need to do the thing that I did then. And I'm like, oh, I got a list of things that I wish I would have done. Like yeah. it's total opposite. Yeah. We have, I mean, I'm still like, yes, but like very origin stories. Yeah. And even now I'm like realizing, oh, I don't like taking risks at all. Not a big fan of, I don't think I think of things as being risks. Hmm. I think I'm just like, I'm going to do this. See what happens. And then when it turns out real bad, I'm like, why did I do that? That was dumb. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like so scared that something's going to get fucked up and I won't recover from it, I guess. I feel like, I mean, I think now more than ever, I, I always just think like stuff gets fucked up all the time and like, I do, and like I've always recovered. So like, wh- how's this going to be different? I'm trying to prevent the fucking up thing. Yeah. Um, um, so I guess if, um, I maybe focused more on this whole, like advice for the first five years thing when I was writing my notes, like if I were to tell, if someone said like, I'm in my first five years, what things should I focus on that you like wish you would have focused on? And I already did the like legal stuff so like accounting software and yeah, I would say money stuff for sure. Money stuff. Like take your money shit seriously. Yeah. Um, and then um, investing in professional photography. Yeah, um, that's a good. And one. for me, that meant like model photos too, because I didn't start doing that until 2013. Yeah, I feel like you can't really buy jewelry online unless you see it on a person. Yeah. So, um, again, started making jewelry in 2005. <laughs> yes. Started paying for a photographer in 2013. <laughs> yeah. So you, you waited a while. I maybe had someone doing the photos of just jewelry in 2012. I can't really remember when that it might have been then, but we didn't start doing model shoots until 2013. Um, again, afraid of spending money. Um, I talked about the regular work schedule thing. Oh, craft shows. I didn't do a craft show until 2010, I think, because oh. I was terrified. I did terrified. a craft show. I did a craft show literally like, like within month, like the month I started my business. Like when you're saying that there are some brand new businesses doing show of hands. Yeah. I'm like, what? No, nope. I was I, yeah. so afraid. I think it's real oh, smart. I'm, okay. It's so real we're scary. learning some things. I'm afraid of spending money <laughs> is what I've learned. <laughs> Emily is not. I don't know if I've gotten that much better either because the things that I consider big investments, like when I have a stone made for me, that's like $500. Yeah. It's really not 
that much money but to me it is well yeah i mean but that's a that's a lot of money that's not like nothing um but you're talking about you're like even like show of hands that's a ton of money that yeah you're what sixty thousand dollars yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but that's but it's budgeted and it's paid for like it's not I don't it's not budget. my money do you budget um your business what? not show of hands <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> what are you talking about do you make a budget for orange beautiful um i mean i do for like i do for like product production like think like how much i'm gonna spend on like new products or reordering products hmm. i'll have an amount that like i don't want to exceed like in a year hmm. but yeah sixty thousand dollars no. buying <laughs> things when i see when them you're like, like them well because i'm dealing with so so much vintage stuff that it's a if you don't buy this now it might not exist tomorrow yeah so i have a habit of buying but you're also buying things and then like doing cost of goods like based on your like making your pricing make sense with your yeah yeah but i'm also sitting on a lot of materials oh. that haven't seen the light of day <laughs> just because little... i buy too much yeah and like i can't release as many designs as i've bought things for right well, that's a little crazy. I, I'm i pretty sure I'm going to have to skip the gem show this year just because so I haven't you used buy things. I haven't used half of the stuff I bought this year in February. Yeah, that's probably good I have too much. Like as much as I just want to go to go. Yeah. Um, I don't need to go. Yeah. You're st you're stock full. Yeah. Majorly. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think also financially I could use the reprieve from spending like $5,000. Well, yeah. If you went, if you don't show, need stuff like that. I don't need okay. it. I do. I could use um, a trip to Providence next year though. So oh, I think, and that costs that. a lot less. Yeah. Do that instead. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. I think I'm more scared of money than you are. Is what it sounds like. I just have like lots of anxiety about money. Really? Because judging, I'm guessing that people who have listened to this so far would not guess that you oh. have anxiety about money. Hmm. Okay. So like <laughs> you've already described the process of when you quit your job. Yeah. I like tracked my income from the business for three years on my accounting software. Yeah. And like the year before I quit, I like had a plan of action where I only lived off of uh, actually I don't remember how this was but I was like trying to make sure I was seeing if I could really live off the money without having lived off the money yeah so I was just pretend living off of the money yeah. for my business like <laughs> so afraid I had an imaginary year that's work that's that works though like that's good i mean that's better. that's how afraid i was yeah and like i had these like i'm like oh yeah if i do these things then i get to quit my job right yeah yeah, yeah. like giving yourself paying off student loans things. yeah like i think it was consistent retail orders paying off student loans uh-oh there were three things whatever 
there were three things and I got to the, Oh, saving up money. Yeah. Like my buffer was like, I think it was originally $10,000. And then I got to it and I'm like, Oh, I'm not ready. Let's make it more. And then I kept doing that. And then I was still not ready. It was just chicken. So chicken. That's weird. Well, I was never supposed to be doing this. <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, honestly, I don't know how, I don't know if I would have done things the same way if I hadn't had, if like my dad hadn't been like, like kind of, I mean, he didn't push me or like be like, you should do this. Like, I think he was, he's also been very nervous and never really one to be like, this is a great idea. He's always been kind of like, I don't know. Are you going to like, how's this going to work out? And like, even probably full five years in, I remember him. I remember like me, the company being four years old and my dad being like, you know, most companies go out of business after they're (laughs) three years, after they're three years old. I kind of love that. And me just being like, cool. Thanks dad. I know that's your like roundabout way of saying, good job um so i mean he's always been you know skeptical but also wanting to be supportive but i very clearly remember having that conversation with him where i wanted to quit my job at paper source and him just being so practical about it and being like look here's this is what you have to think about if you stay at this job this if you leave this like And him, I remember him saying something about like, if they pay, if they doubled your salary, would that make, would that be enough for you to stay? Like, would that make you feel better? Would that make you feel like appreciated? And would you stay? And I, without skipping a beat said no. And he's like, that's your answer. Quit your job. And I was like, yeah, but what, like, that's so terrifying. Like, what am I going to do? Like, what if I can't make any money? And he's like, I think you'll figure it out. He's like, you'll, you'll just figure it out. And he's like, what's the worst thing that can happen? And I said, the worst thing that can happen is that like, I won't, I won't make any money. Like I won't get any new clients. I won't be able to bring any money in. Like orange beautiful will just fail completely. And this, none of this will happen. And like, I won't be able to like pay my rent or buy groceries. And he's like, well, how long, like how long will that, how much money do you have? Like how long will you go until that's the case? Like if you make $0 from here on out and I was like, probably like six months and he's like, okay, so if in like four months (laughs) you haven't made any money, he's like, maybe you should call me and we'll talk about it. And like that, it just, that never happened. Like I, he was like, you just, and then there was this point where he's like, I think he said something like you're young enough and you don't have anybody to worry about you. Like there's no one that's concerned with you. Like there's no one that there's no one that you have to feed. There's no one that's depending on you in any way. Like you are in a unique position to do whatever you want. And he's like, if you're miserable, then do something that makes you not miserable. And like somehow in that moment, I was like, if my dad thinks that I can do this and he doesn't want me to be miserable, like maybe he's right. And I should just try to do this and not be miserable. And then there was something about it that just kind of like, because I, because I fully quit, I think the fear was in me Mm. to be like, I have to make this work. Yeah. Like I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't have a job sitting there holding me up. 
I, I was like, I have to fucking step up and get this client to book this job. And I have to get another client after this one. And I have to seal the deal with the store because if I don't, I'm going to have to go get a job. Yeah, I had that too, but I also wanted to make it as easy as possible on myself. Like I wasn't going to go into it with these monthly payments, like loan or credit card payments. Like I wanted to go into it with as few expenses as possible. Yeah. If things went wrong, I wanted to know that I only actually needed to make the small amount of money. Yeah. Each month. Yeah. Yeah. But again, not a risk taker. <laughs> I mean, I think like in my, it, where I'm at right now, it's it like looking back on myself. I'm like, you're kind of like, that was really ballsy. And like, you're kind of insane and like, good for you. Like, I'm glad that somehow you talked yourself into it or dad talked you into it or whatever happened. But you know, because like it could have not gone well, like it could have gone badly. And I could, you know, like maybe I would have tried and it failed and I would have, that would have been my one shot and I never would have tried again, but like stuff kind of just worked out that way. But I'm glad that I did it the way I did it. And I now, I do now wish I had a little bit more of that, like just rip the bandaid off and like do, you know, cause I've been like spinning my wheels on shit with being at Roner for like a year and I don't know why I'm not just like do what you want to do like just do it you know what I mean so so this is Emily from 15 years ago giving advice to Emily now saying quit your fucking job job. what the fuck's wrong with you I certainly have a hell of a lot more money now than I did 15 years ago so I don't know what my problem is Huh. Me neither. Right? I'll have to ask her. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to like I feel like I've that was all the advice I have to myself. Um it's, I mean just like taking myself seriously. I never Yeah. 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 But you took yourself seriously then. And now yeah. I like, huh? I mean, I take myself somewhat serious. I take myself pretty serious. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, quit your I, job. So quit my job. That's the answer. <laughs> I will. Don't worry, everybody. Okay. So Are we going to have a part? Hey, that's what you need a reward. We'll have a party when yes. I quit my job. Well, not like a party party, but you know, a thing. should I invite Bruno? <laughs> <laughs> that could be awkward. Um, no, I don't like I work really well um with a with reward a reward system. at the end. No, that's a good idea. Um, no, I mean my reward will be that I don't have a job anymore. Yeah, but you need like a celebratory award. Okay. Reward. I'll do that. Um Yeah, that's just some general owning your own business advice. You have to celebrate all your own shit. Yeah, because you don't have a boss that's going to be like, "Here's a bonus." I made myself um, a cake for my 10th business anniversary. You did? I did. Mostly for the photo. I hired someone to make me cupcakes for my 15th <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> um, actually, if you're on my um, email list and have your birthday put in, the 
the photo of my cake is the image that you get on your birthday well that's nice (laughs) share your birthday cake with other people i mean yeah i could make a cake or something that'd be all right do that but like think of it like you know yeah we get to celebrate all the things we want to celebrate yeah because we don't have like dumb kids birthdays to have or whatever just animals I'll have to pick that. like a day to celebrate next year since I don't have a specific anniversary date for oh, yeah. the business. Yeah. Because I don't know. Yeah, just pick an arbitrary date. Yeah. Whatever is convenient. So it's gotta be nowhere near my birthday. When did you make it an S Corp? Oh, not until two years ago. No, I know, <laughs> but what date? Uh um, you could make it that day. Would have been like before tax time, probably in February. Oh, so you can make Ish. it that date. I have to look that up. Just make it an arbitrary date. Think think about a time that's like I want to balance it. Like yeah, it can't be near Don't other make it near the holidays. Yeah, things. yeah. Make it during a slow sales time. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it arbitrary. Yeah. No one listened to this part. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real date that she didn't make up. Okay. Again, because I didn't take myself seriously. Are there any other questions? Um, it, the other ones were just like Get it, hearing us talk about how our businesses changed. You know, well, we I feel t- like I, we kind of did that. that. I feel like and talking like, about ourselves yeah. gets tedious. I mean, we that, are kind of. Are we tired of talking about ourselves? I, mean, I thought we weren't. For today, we are. Yeah, we are a little bit. I'm. That's good. I mean, we definitely yeah, have. We, I think we should. I think we definitely have an advice. Another business advice episode coming in December. Yes, hopefully about you guys. But yes, yeah. not about us. Don't no. ask us questions about us. I mean, you can. You but can, but ask about yourself. And that that would be the challenge. Ask us a question about ourselves that we have not already oh, talked shit. about because I don't. I don't know what's left. No, I don't know what's left either. Best of luck with that um yeah yeah i think we're good okay um so yeah so this is so yeah we're in this that's december now isn't it yeah we actually don't know how long of a break there might be after this episode because we're prioritizing ourselves this year so yeah there might be a week break there might be two three week break might be next year we We don't don't know know. yes we'll we'll find out yeah um or that you know, or there might be twelve episodes right after. We'll this. try. I don't know. We're gonna try really hard to take our own damn advice and take yeah. care of ourselves. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully we can um, record at least one more, one or two or more episodes this year. So we'll see. And if not, um, make sure you come to Show of Hands Last Minute Show oh, yeah, yeah. that's on December nineteenth at Artifact Events. I'm I'm already done preparing for that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm already ready. It's already ready. Three weeks from now. Um, okay, that's it. Yeah. 